Welcome back to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, the podcast for HVAC contractors who are ready to quit screwing around and begin growing their business. My name is Eric Thomas, and I am the host of the show. And this podcast is powered by Rival Digital, which is a full-service digital marketing agency for HVAC contractors. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast. My name is Eric Thomas. I'm the host of the show, uh, and this is our first time ever live streaming this. So if you're listening to this on your preferred podcasting platform, uh, well, then just know that in the future, you'll be able to stream these live on Facebook and YouTube. Today, we are joined by Tyler Bauer from Bauer Heating and Air Conditioning, located in Roanoke, Virginia. Tyler, how are you doing? Doing well, doing well. Uh, good to join. Listen to a few of your podcasts and, and happy to be on. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for, for checking it out in the past, Tyler. Uh, Tyler, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about your business. Yeah, so I'm Tyler Bauer. Um, I, my dad actually started the business back in 04. Um, he's been in the business for about 30, 30 to 30. 40 years now, actually. So, um, yeah, he, he started the business, um, and pretty much I've been working since, uh, since high school here, um, in the summers. And then I, I went on to Virginia tech, um, studied marketing there, um, and then came back. Um, I, I worked for another company, um, not in HVAC for a year. And then I came back here um, decided I wanted to do a little, little bit of, uh, of work here. So, um, I started out in the field. My dad wouldn't let me do anything else other than go out in the field for a year. Um, just, to to see what it's all about. And I'm glad that that happened. Um, you know, seeing all, all what the guys do here, uh, it really helped me a lot. Um, so then after a year, I, came here in the marketing department. Um, we, we've been doing a little bit of marketing here and there, but, um, we wanted to up it a little bit. So we, uh, we've, we've always done some TV ads and whatnot, but, um, we wanted to revamp that. And we, we went with a, uh, we have a local, um, advertiser here, um, advertising company here and, and I'm on the phone with them weekly. Um, so that's a little bit about me, um, short and sweet, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I am, I like the advertising and marketing part, probably a little more than your average, uh, HVAC company. <laughs> yeah. So he started at no four. So, and, and I saw on the website that you graduated from tech in 2017. So my guess is that you were probably in third or fourth grade when he started the business. Is that right? Uh, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he, he started back then. Um, and yeah, I was, I was a little kid, so I really didn't know what was all going on back then, but, uh, now it's, it's come full circle. So, yeah. So what did it look like when you were, when you were working in the business in high school and then also, uh, in those other times before you joined on full time to do marketing and sales, what were you doing then? Yeah. So, um, in high school, I was doing anything from wrapping ductwork. We have a, we have a ductwork shop, a metal shop here on site. 
Um, and so that that helps us a lot, especially with our new construction type things or or even our uh, retrofit change out type type jobs. Um, and so I was I was uh, wrapping duck for most of the summer um, and then also going out with with service guys, trying to learn that a little bit, too, seeing seeing their face to face with customers and then um, helping a little bit with change outs, but not too, too much. Um, I didn't really get into that until, until I came here full time. So. Yeah. What are some of the things that you learned uh, when you were out in the field with those technicians? Oh man, it'd take, it would take days to, to, to explain it. No. Um, you know, I, mostly I got a, I got an appreciation for them um, that I would not have gotten unless I, if I didn't go out there, um, it was, it was pretty cool to see what they do day in and day out and not just the things they do, but the obstacles they overcome, um, you know, they can go out and something doesn't fit right or, or something doesesn't go, go right. And they got to adjust and adjust and adapt to that. So, you know, seeing them do that, it was pretty cool. Um, seeing, seeing what goes on day in day out um you know i do a little bit of selling selling too so uh seeing them seeing seeing what they have to do and what all goes in into a job that that helps me to to schedule uh the days how many days a job's going to be and and what they can do too nice so you said you worked you worked for another company and then you came back to the family business to do marketing. Um, yeah. What what prompted that? Was it just you wanted to get back into the family business, or uh, was it just you were more passionate about one thing over another? Yeah. So i I really just wanted to to get out on my own to see to see what that was like um, because you know with. I, I had to do some internships in college and, um, and those were fun and all, but I, I wanted to, I wanted to also reach out or venture out, I guess, um, to something else. And it was a transportation company that I was at and I, I wasn't really passionate about it. Um, and I found more opportunity here, I guess you could say. So I did marketing there as well. Um, it was fun, great company. Um, but I, I guess I, I saw myself wanting to come back here and and uh, and and do this. Yeah. Now I apologize for asking this again because I'm sure you already said it. But what year did you return back to the company? I returned back. It was so I graduated in December of 2017 at Virginia Tech, and then. I worked a, I worked a full year and I came back. So I guess that would be the beginning of 19. Okay, cool. So you were in-house marketing, uh, working there doing marketing when uh, the coronavirus pandemic hit, right? Uh, at Bauer, yes. Yeah, at Bauer. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So what are, what are some of the things that you all did to, uh, to get over that hurdle in the year? Yeah. Yeah, so I was actually tasked with the job of – infectious disease officer um and so we were we were kind of mandated by the virginia department of health if you're over 11 employees which we are um you have to come up with a uh 
a plan and it's called infectious disease plan. And so I ended up taking that over. Um, it was about a 20 page plan, just going over everything that, that we do, um, from signing employee employees in every day to making sure they're wearing face masks to, um, to making sure they have the correct PPE equipment. And so, uh, we also have safety meetings every Tuesday and I, I, I've taken over that and we, we've kind of gone over coronavirus stuff, uh, with that as well. Um, we're, we have some guys, they, they now take separate vehicles. Um, we, we've kind of gotten back into the normal of things a little bit lately, but yeah, for a year or so it, it was, it was very different. Um, and, and also even on the marketing side, you know, we, we, we've been big in, uh, TV advertising ever since, uh, Wayne, my dad started it back in 04. He, he's been, he's been really big into TV ads. And so we wanted to do a different TV advertisement, uh, commercial that, that really wasn't like the rest where all you ever saw last year was in these unprecedented times or, or something like that. Yeah. And, and we didn't, we didn't want that at all. We wanted something that could, that could show something being at home, you know, being comfortable, but also that can withstand the test of time. And, and our marketing company came up with something great. So we, we had a, we have a commercial that we came out with last year and it was, it's it's some family staying at home. It's it's being comfortable, but it has nothing to do with coronavirus, which I really really thought was awesome. Yeah. So this is actually the first time I've heard anyone mention this about the. I mean, I've heard about the safety meetings and the PPE and all this stuff, but I hadn't heard anything actually about like working with the center for infectious diseases and doing all that stuff. So what did that process look like really from start to finish? Yeah. So we, we got an email from, from the Virginia department of health um, probably around this time last year now. Um, And they were just, they, they gave us a template um, how, what we all needed to, what we, what we needed to include in the, uh, in the infectious disease plan. And you know, it was, it was things from the PPE equipment. Like I said, it was the things from making sure you wear uh, face mask into homes or whatnot. But it was also, I had to come up with something on um, signing in every day. So we have to, we have, we ask questions. We ask our employees, our guys every day, it, th- the three questions if if they have been infected or if they've been around them or if they have traveled um, outside the united states or even outside the state and if they if they answer no to that then we can check them off they can sign a piece of paper that they usually do um and and so that was one of the biggest things um you know this it was it was a big old uh it was like i said a 20 page pay, uh, paper about just what all we have to do about that stuff. Yeah. And so what did those safety trainings that you had each Tuesday, what, what did those entail? Um, yeah. So we, we do a safety, we do a safety meeting, like I said, every Tuesday, um, they entail anything from, from coronavirus safety to 
we do we also do a lot of uh, new construction as well. So we go we we go from coronavirus safety to um, ladder safety to uh, being up on on top of roofs, uh, that type of safety, to um, to really anything, um, to even you know we we talk about um, refrigerant sometimes on on how the refrigerant how we it's constantly changing because of the environment, um, and and so we go into stuff like that. We go we we do just odds and ends about it a little bit from wearing your wearing your uh construction hard hat all the time um to to doing what you need to do we really want our guys that that's one thing that we we really like um and, and that we really stress to our guys you know if you need if you need a new ladder or if you need a new pair pair of tools or if you need some type of equipment do that you know if if your brakes on your truck are running bad. Tell us. We want to make sure safety over anything here, um, and that that's a big thing. That's a big thing here at Bauer. Yeah. So with the new construction, I've noticed that one because of the prices at the I guess at the third party you know dealers like uh, Home Depot and Lowe's because of the mm-hmm. prices of lumber a lot of new construction homes have actually kind of halted on, I guess, on the development of those properties. Are you guys experiencing any type of delay in some of those jobs due to prices going up? No, not yet. Um, you know, I'm not saying that that's, that, that could be in the future, but no, not yet. Really. Um, we're, we're hustling and bustling. I mean, um, you know, we're, we're cranking them out. Um, it seems to seems to really have been um, really busy this this off season, so to say, um, where we haven't really seen an off season. Um, and so, you know, the only thing we see is is materials going up um, and and all that. But no, as for um, a lack of houses being built, we we personally have not uh, not to say that that that's not out there. Yeah. So we, you know, we have listeners to this podcast from all over the United States to even up in Canada. Um, mm-hmm. So go ahead and tell them more about when you, uh, when your slow season, if you will, or when your slow earth season, when does that typically take place? Yeah. So our slower season takes place anywhere between the end of February to, to now pretty much. Um, and then another one in the fall around, um, September to, to early December, mid December. Um, usually when it hits December, we're, we're, uh, full blast with, with heating. And then, um, and then starting right now, you know, we've had a few hot days actually back to back here in Roanoke. So, um, it's been upper mid eighties here, here now. So we've been, we've got a lot of service calls going right now. Um, we've had about, I think four or five last night after hours alone. So, um, trying to get those in is, uh, we're starting to try to have to catch back up. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, Roanoke's not too far away from where we're at. We're here in Virginia Beach, and the, right. weather's, the weather's pretty consistent with what you just said. The same with the, the seasonality. Um, so, so shifting over to, like, more of the marketing uh, side of the conversation. Yeah. Uh, when it comes time for these shoulder seasons, when you guys are starting to slow down or you're about to ramp back up, what are some of the things that you guys do as far as, like, marketing and advertising? Yeah. So we do, we do a lot of digital advertising. So, um, you know, if, if we have it, we have it, uh, I think our, our guys call it programmatic advertising. So, um, you know, we, we get into a lot of that. Um, you know, sometimes we'll have, we'll have a, 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 uh, click through, to that, um, or, or an advert or like a, uh, a promotional thing for that. Um, other times we'll just, we'll just have an, a straight up advertising. Um, we, we do, so we do that. We also, like I said earlier, we get, we have been doing a ton of, uh, TV advertising ever since we really started the company. Um, since Wayne started the company, I should say, um, and you know we we have consistently been on TV, TV, TV um, commercials for for years now. Um, that that would be I would say that would be our our best form of marketing. Um, and and you know we have a marketing group here now that's um, they're they're we're filming some new commercials too, um, and that we're excited about. So that's probably one of the biggest things that I. I like to um, invest my time and money into for that. Um, and then we, when we started out, um, my my dad Wayne, he really hit the paper, <laughs> um, which you don't hear a lot anymore. He really hit the paper. And then also, um, so here in Southwest Virginia we have a lot of rural counties and a lot of um, older folks still like to get the phone book. Um, so we actually, we actually put a very little amount of money into a phone book in one County around here um, that, that, uh, and we still get calls from, from older folks that, that don't get on the internet or don't watch TV or whatnot. Um, yeah. So we, we try to, we try to, we try to go and, and hit the hit a lot of uh, the demographic around here. Um, yeah. We are we are in Smith Mountain Lake area too, so we have a, we have a place there that um, that we work out of as well, and and we have a couple magazines there that we that we are in um, and work big with the with the Chamber of Commerce out there. But um, like I said, going back, I know I. I know I keep saying it, but going back, TV advertising is probably our biggest form of advertising. Yeah. So what are some of the ways that you track the return on investment for the TV ads? Is there a certain, uh, use like a different phone number to track it or is there another way? Yeah. So every call that comes in to Bauer Heating and Air, we ask, how'd you hear about us? And most of the time it has been Google. Um, or it's either it's, well, I should say it's one of two things it's Google or they've seen our, uh, commercial. And we also get 
our marketing company, they, they give me a, uh, they email me a sheet every month. Uh, I'm sorry, every quarter about what went, uh, what advertisements, what commercials went out. Um, and then it's also, it's a lot easier as you know, um, to track that on the digital side. So if they click on that advertisement or they click on our Google ad or they click on our Google page, boom, we have it right away. Um, TV advertising, the main way we, we see that is we ask and, and they'll tell us. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've always been interested to know, cause like <clears throat> a lot of people run TV ads, they'll run radio ads, uh, you know, as part of their marketing mix. And, um, a lot of times, you know, the radio jingles and like the TV jingles and stuff, those are the most remarkable or like the most rememberable source. So a lot of times people will, they'll be hit with those radio and TV ads five, six, seven times. And then they'll go online and they'll Google Bauer heating yep. air conditioning. And then they'll call and then they'll say, oh, I heard about you on Google. Google, like, yeah. No, you haven't. You've seen our TV ad seven times. And now <laughs> you just so happen to Google us because you have that top of mind awareness. You know who we right. are and you know that we exist. And so, but that's where they remember that. That's kind of like the the last click attribution model that Google has now. But um, yeah, so, so about the TV ads that you all run, like, what are some examples of um, some of the TV ad creative that you all have done in the past? Yeah. So right now I'll, I'll, I'll say what we're doing right now, really. Um, so right now we, we've, do you know, you know, the typical HVAC commercial where the tech shows up at the home or the tech is out in the shop, getting ready, going out, there's always a service tech, there's always a van, and there's always a heat pump or, or some type of HVAC equipment in there. And we have, we, we wanted to get away from that. Um, you know, you, you can't differentiate company A from company B from company C if they all have that same thing. And so we wanted to, we wanted to be that company D where you're out, you're, you're the outlier. And so right now we've come up with some things, you know, we have, we have, we kind of wanted to do like a history um, type thing. So we have for our winter commercial, we have a woman chopping down a tree, <laughs> chopping wood. Um, and then all of a sudden uh, one of our, technicians comes in and has a has their iPad or has their phone and says something to the extent of hey I fixed your AC you're all good to go or you're you're heating and, and you're all good to go um, so we kind of wanted to bring the history what what people used to do to now you can you know you can update your your heating and cooling in your house from your phone from anywhere in the world almost. Um, I know like I know on my phone I have I have a thermostat where I can I can get on my phone and crank the temperature up or down on my way home from work depending on what I want um, and so we, we wanted to really bring that in into um, existence with the commercial yeah 
<clears throat> yeah, like the Nest or any of those other smart thermostats that got that app. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be great to start seeing more HVAC companies doing funny ads rather than the typical ad, like you were saying, where their heat doesn't work and they're all mad and then the technician comes and then they fix it and everyone's happy. Yeah. Like, it yep. would be funny. It would be funny to see a commercial where, and feel free to use this. This is just a, a stupid idea I've got <laughs> my head right now. A technician just got off work. He's going to the gas station to buy some beer. There's a family inside the beer cooler cooling off because like, and he's like, what are you all doing? And they're like, oh, our house is so hot. We're just getting some cool. And then he like puts the beer back on the shelf and he's like, I'll come over right now and fix it. <laughs> and like, if you offer 24 hour emergency service, like yeah. that could be like the selling point for that. Like that would yeah. resonate with someone so much more than like the typical, uh, oh, okay, call us today and we'll come fix your. Right. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. And, and I mean, we, that, that's one thing that I, I noticed when I, I mean, I've, I've noticed commercials throughout, you know, high school and college just because I've always been interested in marketing and, you know, I grew up working in HVAC in the summers. And so I I've noticed, and that's one thing that I noticed all of them have is the same thing over and over and over again. And it's just, it's kind of boring. Um, we, we used to do it as well. I mean, you know, um, and so, so that's one thing that I wanted to make sure we get out of, um, you know, you still need to make sure that, that, you know, that it's an H HVAC company, obviously, but, but you can do that in so many more different ways than, than the average, Hey, showing up, Hey, I fixed it all smiles and all good to go. <laughs> yeah. So what are some other ways that you guys are differentiating yourselves in the Roanoke area? Yeah. So our major thing is, is great service. Um, we, we offer some of the best service. We, so we try to get in. If you call in, we try to get you that same day. If not, we're going to get you pretty early the next day. Um, and, and then also the biggest, one of the biggest things that we have here that a lot of companies may not, and that a lot of customers may not even know of or be aware of is a sheet metal shop. Uh, we, we make all our duct here on site at Bauer Heating and Air. Um, and so that is one big thing. I mean, it's, it's like an assembly line. Uh, out there, you know, you, you start with just a single sheet of metal and you work it all the way down until it it's square duck or round duck or whatever you need, whatever we need to uh, to put in the home. Um, so that's one major, major thing that we do. Um, and another thing that differentiates yourselves, we do load studies here at Power Heating and Air. Um, and a lot of you'll realize a lot of companies don't do that. Um, and that's one thing we want to make sure that we are putting the right size system in the right size house each and every time. Um, and so those, those are just a few of the ways that we differentiate, differentiate ourselves. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah. So how do you go about communicating that to the general public? Do you have different ads that run to really bring uh, like education to the fact that you guys have your own sheet metal shop in house. Yeah. So that's, that's, 
that can be difficult (laughs) because your average, your average customer obviously is either one, not going to care about that, um, to be quite honest. And then two, they, uh, they don't really, they may not even know what that means. Um, and so, you know, when, when our sales guys go out, they really do. That's the biggest part that we, I guess when we advertise that is when our sales guys goes out our comfort specialist goes out. Um, and they really, they really tell them, you know, this is the advantage of coming with us because we have a sheet metal shop and this is the advantage of having the sheet metal shop and having, and doing load studies and, and doing what we need to do to make sure your unit is properly sized. A lot of people don't understand how, a unit that could be working for years, the size unit that could be working for years for them may not be the right size unit for them based on their ductwork. Um, and, you know, a lot of guys in the trade, they understand it. They understand, you know, a lot of these houses where the ductwork was built for heating only. Well, when you, when they introduced centralized air in there and it may be a little too small now for you. So, um, you know, getting the right size unit for the right size duck for the right size house is obviously one of the biggest, biggest things around. Um, and, and our comfort specialist really does a good job to, um, to educate our customers on that. Yeah. We have a client that does custom duck work as well. <clears throat> like they, they make it with the sheet metal in house. And mm-hmm. he was mentioning to me a few weeks ago that there was also a shortage on sheet metal or at least for where, where yeah. he was getting it from. Is that something that you all have experienced as well? Yeah. Yeah. So our shop, um, we, we've been having to, to purchase things ahead of time because it's either running out or the prices are skyrocketing or we just can't find anything. Um, a lot of, and, and a lot of our distributors, they're just they're out of luck as well <laughs> because not nothing nothing's coming in um and so yeah we're right now that would probably be our biggest thing right now is is struggling to get that type of stuff now we have we have plenty of it right now but that's not to say you know later on in the summer when things start still aren't picking up that then we may have some problems but as of right now we're we're doing good but but we are we're doing good because we are forecasting for it to be to be hard to get. Yeah, and that had happened so. recently with with train. There was a a warehouse issue in down in Texas because of the winter storm. Yeah, yep, yeah that uh, that winter storm. We actually were so we're we're a train dealer here. Uh, we're a TCS dealer here, and we we were on a meeting. Um, just a week ago or so, they were talking about that ice storm down there, how it shut down part of the plant, um, and they they told us what was going to happen um, going going forward. But yeah, trains trains one of them that's it's it's tough to get some stuff, um, and it's not. But it, I will say it's not just train; um, it, it's other it's others around here too. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hopefully, it, you know the market will bounce back as far as, you know, the, the, a lot of factories that shut down and 
you know, went out of work for a little while. That's starting to ripple effect into right now. So hopefully it'll it'll bounce back here soon. The prices will go back down and the uh, availability will be there. Yeah. 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 And I mean, it, it's just one of those things uh, in business, you know, it goes up, it goes down. Um, you just got to adjust and adapt and and pull through it. You know, it's yeah. uh, it's what it is. You just got to have a positive attitude about it. <laughs> yeah. So as we begin to wrap up here, um, I wanted to ask a few more questions. Uh, the first one is what, what's like the, the most important thing you've learned so far uh, doing advertising and sales in the trade? Yeah. Um, to get your name out there and consistently have your name out there and on different platforms you know i even if it's experimenting with with something try it out um you know that's one thing that i, I when before i got here we really didn't do much digital advertising and you know obviously in marketing classes and colleges nowadays that's pretty much all they hit that's what they're going to be hitting and so i i saw that at least from the educational side, the, the digital advertising was big and was massive. And so that was one thing that I really wanted to hit and at least try out. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, and, and so I'm glad that we are on TV for the people that have TVs. I'm glad that we're on digital for the people that do digital. I'm glad that sometimes if something comes up, we can get a full page ad in the paper if we want to um, for the people that still read the paper, or the people that uh, log on to, we have, we, we have the run of times here. Um, and so people still subscribe to that online. So we can, we can advertise there if we want to. Um, and then just local advertising as well, all around the community. I, I really think that just having your name out there, keeping your name out there, then people will go to Google and they'll say, oh, I got it from Google. But no, you really didn't. You got it from from somewhere in the community, just like yeah. you said earlier. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Tyler, what's the way that uh, any of our listeners, either present or future, uh, can get in touch uh, with you or learn more about your company? Yeah. So you can uh, you can like us on Facebook at powerheatingandair.com. Uh, I'm sorry, at Bauer uh, Heating and Air on Facebook. You can also go to uh, our website, BauerFreshAir.com. And then uh, we have also started a little bit um, here and there with uh, with Instagram. Um, and you can follow us at Bauer underscore heating underscore and underscore air. So Bauer Heating and Air there um, on Instagram. Awesome. And if you are listening to this uh, either live or in the future and you're an HVAC contractor looking for some help growing your business, you can uh, find us online at rivaldigital.com or to stream more episodes, go to the website and visit the section that says podcast in the top. And that's where you can stream all episodes, including this one that we are recording right now. So if you're watching this live either on Facebook or YouTube and you're wanting to rewatch this in the future, 
you can go over to our website and check it out there. Tyler, uh, I appreciate you coming on the show today. This was awesome. This was a great first uh, run of our, our live stream. So I appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your day to be on the show with me. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime you want me back or, or want to do anything, let me know. I yeah. appreciate it, Eric. Absolutely. We'll have to make go ahead and plan on getting you back on uh, another time before the year ends. Yeah, that sounds great. Awesome. All right.